Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about lightning. So the first question is, why does lightning travel in a zigzag manner rather than in a straight line straight to the ground? That is a really interesting question. I can totally see uh, when I was five years old asking that. And the answer is, funnily enough, it's because the, uh, the current, uh, the lightning itself, the electricity, it doesn't actually know what the most efficient path to the ground is. You know, it only really knows what the resistance of the air is in like, that immediate vicinity. So think of it as a sort of trial and error pathfinding to get to the ground. That path is practically never simply straight down either. You know, some patches of air will have slightly more electrical resistance than other patches at the moment the lightning strikes. So what constitutes electrical resistance in the air then? Is it more complex than it sounds? Mm, Yeah, so it's things like humidity, pressure, temperature, and the air composition itself. Essentially, it's mainly um, the moisture content in the air, but there's also like any salt that's picked up due to maybe wind or smoke uh, or even particulate from fires or industry. When you see lightning come down, it kind of forks off every couple hundred feet. Um, If it's following the path of least resistance, why wouldn't it just find like one way down? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So think of it, think of the electrical charge in the clouds as maybe like a giant reservoir full of water. And think of the air below the clouds as a dam holding that water in place. So if you raise the water temperature in the reservoir high enough, it will start overwhelming the dam, right? And you'll start seeing kind of like little cracks in the structure as the water pushes its way through the concrete. Basically, there are multiple paths of least resistance, but as soon as one of the cracks actually connects through to the other side, in this example, one of the lightning forks happens to touch the ground, then a massive amount of water starts flooding through that, just only just that one crack all at once causing it to enlarge into that huge channel, uh, or in this case, the final lightning bolt. I love the old current is just like water way of understanding and explaining electricity. Uh, it's always a classic. Why does lightning strike in a very precise way, usually to the end of a, uh, of a pole or building? Mm, so, well, as we've seen, it's all about resistance, right? But when the first path or the, the tendril of lightning makes contact with the ground, it allows a massive current to flow through. So it's actually interesting to think of it as a connection from the sky or cloud layer to the ground. And once the voltage at the bottom of the cloud is high enough, electrons start forming an ionized path towards uh, the ground. And on its way down from the ground, it starts at one point and branches out each branch avoiding the others because all these branches are you know, negatively charged. And finally, once it gets closer to the ground, the negatively charged lightning starts pulling positive charges up towards the cloud. These positive charges behave in the same way, generally moving towards the negative charges and avoiding each other. So it's the easiest for these paths to start at sharp points closest to the ground like a flagpole. I see. Now, uh, if the average lightning strike can contain sometimes 100 million to, 100, no, to 1 billion volts, um, how is it that humans can survive being struck? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the short answer for that is it's because of very specific conditions. It is possible for the electricity to flow kind of around you. 
uh, and this ends up causing severe burns, but can leave you alive if you're lucky. That does seem unlikely. Uh, what is the slightly more expanded explanation? Okay, so a lightning strike behaves a lot like uh, AC or alternating current. Uh, it's DC direct current, but the short burst nature makes it adopt behaviors more like uh, AC. But anyways, one of the things that AC does is that it will flow through the outermost layer of whatever is conducting it. And this is called the skin effect. That means if you're the conductor, it'll actually prefer flowing around your internal organs if your skin's resistance isn't too high. And often when lightning strikes a person, the person is wet. So if the layer of water is less resistive than your internal organs, most of the electric current will flow through that layer of water. Uh, it'll heat up and burn you, but it doesn't necessarily kill you. Ah, interesting. There's also the case where it doesn't really hit you directly, right? Right, of course. Oftentimes, lightning strikes in the vicinity of a person, but not the person directly. This usually means they'll get current flowing maybe through their legs, but not across their heart, which usually isn't fatal. Again, serious burns will occur. Okay, so three quick pop quiz questions to end with. Are you ready? Yeah, this should be fun. So how many people are struck by lightning each year? Uh, I believe that's around 2,000 people. Hmm. How many times would a lightning bolt strike the Empire State Building in a year? I think around 500. Correct. And how many lightning bolts strike the Earth each second? Each second. Oh man, oh man. It's, it's, it's pretty high. I think it's like a, about 50 to 100 every second, right? That's right. Now we know everything about lightning. Did you like what you heard? If you did, send us a message. We are at explain like I'm five, the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love hearing from you, especially when you've got suggestions on what we should cover next. Uh, and also if you've got suggestions on how we can improve this podcast. As always, thank you to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five. And we will see you all next week.